0: Let us pray. Protect me, O God, for I take refuge in you. I have said to God, you are my God, my good above all other. Amen. It is a remarkable honor to meditate on the words of life with you this morning, which admittedly feels rather heavy. I originally was on the schedule to preach next week, and on Wednesday afternoon, Pastor Jim and I switched. Little did we know. Shaping these words to you, my beloved St. Martins, a community in transition, and one that is feeling tremendous weight is an outstanding gift, and I am honored. A great injustice was done on Friday, the exact type against which Paul warns in the passage from Galatians. The freedoms of powerful people were used as an opportunity for self-indulgence, to abuse the name of religious freedom, and to strip away the dignity and bodily autonomy of women, of God's beloved. After the news broke, I found myself in the midst of a crisis of faith. Finding the words to console myself, let alone you, my beloved St. Martins, was almost impossible. Around 7.30 last night, with hot, angry tears in my eyes, I said to my far too patient partner, I have no words. This pain is too much. I don't know where God is. And I don't know what the future will bring. And my sweet, sweet Cole said to me, preach what is on your heart. God will help you find the words. I feel like I resonate most with the words of the psalmist this morning, who opened the psalm with a plea to God for protection during turbulence in Israel. The psalmist reiterates that it is God who is her only good. With God's presence near her, she will not fall. Let us take those words with us this week to hopefully lighten our burdens. I fear we are staring down a long road of anguish and factionizing. St. Paul had this same concern for the church in Galatia, a church that he founded. Despite having brought the good news of God in Christ to the Galatians, Paul was concerned about their factionizing. The Galatians were factionizing and dividing amongst themselves rapidly over the interpretation of the law. The Judaic faction of Galatia was adamant that Christian converts should practice Mosaic law, even going so far as to demand that Christian converts receive circumcision. Paul does not mince words when he warns the Galatians not to trade one form of subjugation for another. Subjugation of anybody based on former law, infringes on everybody's freedom, and it harms the body of Christ, Paul warns us. It drives us apart, and it pulls us away from God. This passage from Galatians today reminds us that our freedom does not come from us, but from the love of God in Christ, that same Christ who willingly set his face towards Jerusalem to fulfill his call on the cross. True religious freedom comes from Christ and it begets the fruits of the Spirit, joy, patience, gentleness, faithfulness. It does not harm another for righteousness sake. Instead, we are coming face to face with profoundly gross misinterpretations of religious freedom the kind which keep us stuck in the past and unable to move forward in our journey towards the dominion of God. In the Gospel, Luke illustrates a rather strange encounter with Jesus. As someone who works in ministry, I find that interrogating folks isn't the way that I like to grow mine, but Jesus knows what he's doing. Regardless, Luke highlights a very harsh truth for us. The freedom that comes from following Christ involves sacrificing what we once thought was best. The man at the very end of our story wants to follow Jesus. He says he will, but asks to offer his family a farewell first. Jesus does not hold back. No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. These words would have been bizarre to anyone in ancient times because the plowing norm, if you will, involved the person operating the plow, looking backwards routinely to ensure that the rows were straight. In his response to the man, Jesus lets us know that constantly looking backwards is not the way to live, to move forward into the dominion of God. The rows may not be straight, but we are moving forward. The old ways must make way for the new. I humbly stand before you this morning as a young woman, as an aspiring priest-to-be, and as a child of God who has grave concerns that a few people with an excess of power are distorting the scriptures, appropriating Christian images for political gain, and are taking us backwards, away from the dominion of God. This dominion, this kingdom of God, is one that is filled with dignity, mercy, justice, compassion, and its goodness knows no bounds. We can achieve this state, we can bring the dominion of God to earth, but we must look forward in order to do so. Our texts this morning call us to protect the vulnerable, call us to life in the Spirit, and call us to freedom in Christ. We're called to fulfill the new commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Moving into the coming days and weeks. I pray that we journey forward with the same bravery and conviction for justice that our Savior demonstrated for us on the cross. Despite the agony in my heart, I have hope in those ancient words of the psalmist. I have set God always before me. Because God is at my right hand, I shall not fall. For God will not abandon me to the grave, nor let God's holy ones see the pit. Friends, God will not let God's holy ones, all of you, all of us, see the pit. God dwells among us. God is sustaining us right now through this time of transition confusion, upheaval, and God is beckoning us forward. We have an opportunity to set God before us and heed Christ's call to move forward into freedom. For freedom in Christ has and will continue to set us free. We will stand firm, and we will not again Submit to a yoke of slavery. Amen.